Welcome to the Woman with Purpose podcast. My name is Ivy. And I'm Shia. We're two Nigerian sisters who have been through ups and downs. But we've decided to look for lessons both in the ups and in the downs. We're living with purpose. We're finding purpose in our thoughts, in our relationships, our parenting, our faith, our work, I mean, everywhere. If you want to come along on this journey with us and live your life with purpose, join our tribe. You too can be a woman with purpose. All right, let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Woman with Purpose podcast. This is IB speaking, and I have our co-host, Shayo, here with me today. Hi, everyone. So today we are so excited. Shia and I will be sharing our experiences with marriage, um, some of the difficulties that we faced, as well as how we were able to make it through some of those difficulties. Single ladies, divorced ladies, don't log off. This message is also for you, right? Because we are going to be sharing some words of wisdom and encouragement. And everyone, no matter what your marital status is, can learn from this. Okay. So in episode two, Shia and I discussed our immigration story. And in that story, we shared some of the struggles that we had feeling solid in our identity. If you haven't listened to it, please listen to it as well, because there are also some gems that we dropped. Now, how does that tie into our marriage story? Because when you don't feel solid in your identity, it really does affect the way you interact with your spouse. Okay, so let me jump right in. This is how my marriage story started. Um, I met my husband on High Five. High Five was like an old, 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 old social media platform before Facebook. I don't even know if it was before MySpace, but it was old anyway. I wasn't looking for a boyfriend. I wasn't looking for a relationship. Now here this dude comes slid into these DMs and he was telling me, I didn't know that um, there were any Nigerian women in San Diego. So that piqued my curiosity. I was like, huh? And there was some typos in that. Sorry, I have to throw him under the bus. But anyways, (laughs) one thing led to another. We became friends and here we are all these years later. We're now married. Um, So it's kind of funny. Um, Shayu, do you remember High Five? Well, do I? (laughs) Yes, I remember High Five. I feel like there was a lot of international people on High Five for some reason. There was like, it was flooded with Nigerians, but yes, I do. (laughs) High Five was the place to go for the Nigerian community, definitely back in the day. Um, Okay. And again, we're tying all these episodes together. So rewinding back to episode three, Shaya and I talked about, you know, our marriage story. And if you've listened, you would remember I shared that, you know, I got pregnant before I got married. And that also affected me as a mom. So sometimes one struggle that you have, if not taken care of, will start to eat into the different areas of your life. For me, I was 21 when I got pregnant and I just didn't want to get married at that age, fresh out of college. And I just did not want to get married at all. I eventually did get married at 22 and I felt trapped. And in retrospect, back then I saw life as something that happened to me as opposed to 
my life is because of the series of decisions that I have made. So I was the victim. This happened to me. I don't want to be in this situation. And it was just victim, victim, victim. It's funny how we victimize ourselves when we are, we're willing participants. It wasn't like anyone had you in chains or, you know, like you were, you were an adult and this is a word right here. So I love that she said that. Go ahead, Ivy. You're right. I was a willing participant. When he sent that high five message, I responded. When he stuck his hand out to be my friend, I responded. Like we were friends. Like this wasn't anything negative. And honestly, this dude is a great guy. We're married today. But because of that mentality of myself being the victim, I wasn't even giving my marriage a chance from the beginning. Listen, ladies, I wasn't even giving my marriage a chance from the beginning, right? And I think it just because my mindset about marriage back then was just different. And I don't even know where I got that from. You know, I always felt like marriage was something that was going to be stressful. I felt like it was something negative. It was going to hinder my growth. And I've always been that goal oriented person. And my I guess my dream was graduate college, build this empire. And I felt like this marriage was going to stand in my way. And so for the first few years, I was a terrorist. I mean, I know that sounds intense, but if you lived in my household and if you ask my husband, I really was a terror to be married to. My goodness, that man gave me grace. I was very difficult. I made his life miserable and I sabotaged everything. So growing up in the church, I heard about submission in marriage. And I didn't even know what that meant, but in my head, submission meant he was going to lord everything over me and I was going to be his servant. And he was <laughs> looking for a joint partner, period. He was excited to have this family. He was really excited about the baby. He was excited to be married, even though I was terrorizing his life. He just wanted to be my partner. He wanted to love me. He wanted to protect me. He wanted to build this amazing family. And he was doing everything. Now, now in retrospect, I see that. He was doing everything to just make sure that our family was happy and comfortable. But you know what I was doing? I was blocking my own joy. I was blocking my own blessings. You know, it's funny because you couldn't get the image out of what you thought your life was supposed to be. So you could not receive God, even even though you made a mistake, but God was still trying to bless you. And it's funny how sometimes we try, God is trying to bless us. He's like, here, here, here's your blessing. But we're like refusing it because we can't get out of our mistake. We're like punishing ourselves over and over again. Like, I don't deserve joy. I don't deserve to be happy, but that's what I hear as you're even saying that. That's, that's, wow, that's good. Shia, you hit the nail on the head. Growing up in the church, it was very important for me to live this life of purity. And I really wasn't doing that. And then that led to the baby and the marriage and all of these things. And I had asked God for forgiveness a lot. I did. I really had prayed a million times and God had forgiven me. He had already forgotten about it, but I was the one who was holding on. I was the one who was punishing myself and living a life of guilt. And the interesting thing that I now realize is that God can bring positive out of any negative situation. But I had to step out of God's way. I had to completely just say, I'm going to step out of your way, Lord. I'm going to let you drive this. I'm going to let you bless my marriage. I'm going to let you bless my, my, my child, now my kids. And God had to really work on my heart. 
And I had to really understand and learn what that word forgiveness really meant. And it started out with forgiving myself, forgiving myself, right? Understanding that, yes, I messed up all of that, but then there's still grace. I can still have a life. I don't have to carry those burdens of guilt on my own shoulder. And I had to allow God to bless my marriage, let God take the lead, and then allow my husband to be my husband and to accept influence from my husband, right? I learned that I can still build a career. I can still be a great mom. I can still be a great wife. I can still be a great partner. I can allow myself to have a partner. I can allow God to bless me despite my past, right? So Shayo, I know your story is a little bit different from mine. Tell us a little bit about your marriage story. Yeah, see, mine is, I know you met the boy, got pregnant and married right minds I met the boy I didn't get pregnant I got married and then later on we had kids but my struggles are, are a little bit different we met sophomore year of college and I remember it was at a frat party they had it <laughs> hold up hold up hold up children of God what did you say? children of God <laughs> Yes, it was at a prep party <laughs> and uh, in college, you know, he asked me to dance. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, you know, but it's, it's, it's funny how, you know, when you see someone and you just have, you have that rush of love, but there was so much red flags, even in the beginning. I mean, yes, we met in a club. He asked for my number and the rest is history. But a lot of times I, I saw I saw red flags in the beginning. It was like, stop, a big X. <laughs> mm. But I had blinders on. I'm like, yep, I'm not looking at the, I, I don't care what this red, I try to ignore every single red flag. I mean, you know, in my marriage, one red flag is he dictated, he dictated everything. You know, even my relationship with God. Now, what I mean, I'm not trying to make him a tyrant or anything, but when I think about, um, I wasn't strong in my faith. Let's put that, let, let us just, let's clear that up. I was not strong at all. I did not have a personal relationship with God. So I looked to him, you know, from time to tell me when it's time to follow God, you know, when his faith was declining, mine's declining, you know, I still knew God was there. That's the thing. It's not that I, I, I was like completely, um, just did not realize oblivion to God being there. I knew he was there, but I just wasn't anchored to God. When we're going to church, things were going so well. Then, you know, we started, we stopped going and then things just went, just spiral. And I think about it and I'm like, why? I look back and I reflect, I really made my ex an idol. Like oh. when we talk about idol worshiping, this is a good example. Mm, you know what, Shayo, that's interesting because we're totally opposite in our approaches. So you made your husband an idol. I made my husband the devil. So oh, wow. see <laughs> how that mindset can completely change your marriage. And I think as women, sometimes we do one of the two. Sometimes we make our husband this God and everything that he says we do, even though they're red flags. And sometimes we make him this devil where everything that he says, we do the opposite of. And let me just say, I don't think either is healthy. Nope, nope. That none of it is healthy at all. You know, 
making him making him an idol was just it was it, it wasn't beneficial i w- you know the reason why i did that guys is that i i was running away from personal things in my life um that was going on some personal situations and i ran right into his arms so i felt loved i felt like i was um, the definition of love was not right was not the right perspective again i don't i didn't have a relationship with god so if you don't know how to love god with all your heart uh your soul how would you know what even love looks like and to him what he showed me was love you know we lived together um immediately he was like my savior and, you know and one thing is i think about if i didn't know who i was in god how would i have known who i was supposed to be as as a wife right as just the person i didn't have any intimacy with people around me so I, I I ran towards what looked like intimacy I think some of us women are in situations where we're unhappy with our lives with our maybe some personal family situation some even like childhood trauma let's talk about that mm-hmm. and we that is real right and we, God wants us to get healing first. He wants us to seek healing for those traumas, for those situations. And he doesn't want us to bring all our issues and everything and into this marriage and ha- thinking that they're the ones to fix us. No, God is the only one that can fix us. God is the only one that we should run to, to help us heal that trauma. So I think it is very important that uh, both husband and wife are to be healed. That is... An amazing point. And you know what? As a therapist, I see that a lot where people get married because they're hoping that their partner, they're hoping their husband, they're hoping their wife is going to be the one to make them whole. Let me just give you this spoiler alert right now. There's no human being in this world that can make you whole. We just, we cannot, we don't have that type of power. And it is true. Sometimes we're running away from our past. We're running away from our trauma. We're running away from our pain. And we run into the arms of this partner rather than fixing and working through that difficult situation that we're in. We, we run to the arms of a partner and that can get us into trouble. Shaya, how do you think we can prevent ourselves from getting into trouble this way? I definitely was not praying um, before I got into a marriage. So I would say, make sure you are praying before you enter a marriage. You know, make sure you know who you are in God. It determines who you will allow to come in your life. If you know what your identity is, you're not going to just take whatever comes. The first, you know, the first sign of a, a living creature that comes in your life, you're, you're going to know. You're going to know what God has for you. And I know some people have says, well, well, God doesn't force a spouse upon you. Well, God says, acknowledge me in all your ways and your path will be made straight. So he said all your ways and a spouse is one of those. Well, that's, a, that's a huge one. That's a huge covenant you have with God. So of course, God wants us to acknowledge him, pray about that spouse, make sure that that is the right person. God can see the future. He sees the end. So we can't, we're limited in our vision. And I think prayer allows God to be able to show us some of these things It's very important. Prayer, I'm telling you, it will help. You know that as a teenager, I remember when I was like, I think 14, 15, 16, I actually used to pray 
about and for my future spouse. I think one day I went to church and and the pastor was talking about that. And I was like, oh, and I really used to pray constantly about my future spouse. But you know what? I got into college. I don't know what happened. But you know what? You know what? I know what happened is that my walk with God was not Mm -hmm. strong when I was in college. There was something about when I left home, left the country, my walk with God was not the same. And similar to what you were saying, Shia, you know, you were saying in the marriage, your walk with God was not as strong. And when we drift away, things begin to unravel. So then in college, I really stopped those prayers. And before I got married, did I seek God? Nope, I didn't. And it makes sense. If you don't seek him, you know, your ways will be just confused. Yeah, that's good. Because when we're disconnected from the vine, how Mm -hmm. do we expect to live, you know, we're outside of God's will. So that's, I love that you pointed that out. But I do want to encourage people that maybe you're feeling that, oh my goodness, like as you guys are talking, I didn't consult God. Or maybe you're in a marriage and you're thinking, I didn't pray or I've even stopped praying for my marriage. Think about if we think that we stop where we can do it by ourselves, now we don't need God. That is, that is us having pride, right? That, no, God, I got this. So don't stop praying. And if you feel like you're drowning in that marriage, please seek God first. And then also there are trustworthy voice. There are people in your life that God has allowed to enter your life. Seek them out. The ones that you know you can trust what they say, that it's going to be godly counsel that they give you. There is nothing shameful about admitting that you are in a bad situation. If I had done that, if I had done that, it could have made a difference. I did not allow anyone to come into the marriage to speak. I didn't trust. I didn't even seek God. I didn't seek any counsel. Um, and that is where the devil tries to make sure that we hide things, keep things hidden. But whatever is brought into the light, you're going to get healing on those things. So allow it to be brought forth into the light. Allow someone you trust, a counselor, pastor, It could be a family member. It could be a friend, a mentor, whoever it is. Just be vulnerable and let them in. You're not the only one who is struggling because when we are in a difficult place in our marriage, we often feel like, man, I messed up. I'm the only one. You're not the only one, right? So seek God, seek wise counsel. So to summarize everything we've been talking about today, if you are single, start now, start praying now for your future husband. It doesn't matter if you're even a teenager listening to this, it's never too early. It doesn't matter if you're later in life, start praying now for that husband. If you are married, continue to pray over your marriage. Even if your marriage is great, because some people are like, but my marriage is great, there are no struggles. That's okay, thank God for that. But continue to pray over your marriage. If you're in a place of struggle in your marriage, Pray, seek that wise counsel. And if you are divorced, I know there are some hurts that have gone on in your life. Continue to pray and God will restore whatever is broken. He's done it for me. He's done it for Shia. So we're saying this because these are things we have actively done. Keep seeking God's will over your life. Now, remember, you are part of our tribe and we love to hear your stories. We're not just sharing our stories. We want to hear your stories as well. So write to us. We are on Instagram at Woman With Purpose Podcast. DM us, send us a comment. We want to hear about your situation. So whether you're going through a test or whether you have a testimony, we really want to hear about it. So here's the part of the podcast where you get out your pen and your paper and start to take notes. Today's takeaway. 
and it's really, really simple. Begin to pray and seek God about your marriage. Whether you're married or whether you're single, whether you're divorced, it doesn't really matter. But begin to pray and seek God about your marriage and pray constantly, daily. Also, step two is seek wise counsel to ensure that you are on the right path. If you're in a marriage, still seek wise counsel. Whether you're divorced, seek wise counsel to make sure that you're on the right path because it is that strong foundation of God and prayer that will help strengthen you through whatever circumstance that you are in. So that is today's takeaway. So as always, guys, please rate this podcast, subscribe so you can get notified when we have a new episode. And of course, leave us your comments because we love your feedback. You can always find us on Instagram at Women With Purpose Podcast, and we welcome your DM. We welcome your comments. We love them, actually. So join us next episode where we'll be talking about how to change your mindset. And until next time, keep being a woman with purpose.